bewildering good looks and his leading man charm, it's no surprise Shah Rukh Khan has reigned in Bollywood for nearly two decades. Starring in almost 70 movies, he's had a string of box office hits and was recently named among India's top 10 most powerful people. And while he revels in the limelight of his superstar status, the 44-year-old wasn't expecting the attention he received over his comments lamenting Pakistan's absence in cricket's Indian Premier League, with protesters calling for a boycott of his latest film. But the backlash hasn't dented Shah Rukh Khan's resolve as he moves ahead with plans to expand his entertainment empire. This week on Talk Asia, we're in the Bollywood capital of Mumbai to talk with the star about his career, that cricket controversy, and his refusal to kiss his co-stars. It's fantastic to have you on the show, Sharuk. Um, you, you are easily Bollywood's biggest star these days. You're so big that they call you King Khan. Is this the way that you saw your life panning out when you were starting as an actor? No, not at all. I've, uh, I still don't believe it. I still think it's, uh, uh, this is like a dream. When I started off, I never thought that I would do anything else but wake up in the morning and work. And the only thing that's added to it, and I tell this to everyone, is that uh, I still wake up in the morning, work, but the only odd thing my kids find is that I'm a man and I wear makeup. So that's the only strange thing, sir. <laughs> so we're doing this interview at your house, Manat, and there's often you know, throngs of fans outside just waiting to catch a glimpse of you. As they wait to just you know, see whatever crumb you might throw them, is that kind of a weird feeling to think of the immense scrutiny that you get? I, I, I feel very embarrassed and odd. I don't even call them fans. I think they are people who appreciate what I do. So I quietly just, my wife told me on weekends especially because there's a lot of crowd here, about 1,000 people come out. So I go for five minutes and wave out and then the cops get very angry because the traffic stops. So they come and shout at me. So I'm, I'm really embarrassed. I feel very odd. But I think when people have come to visit me in my house, um, then I should just be sort of kind to them and say hello to them. Um, the scrutiny part, yes, I, I, there was a time I was, I have a sense of humor. Uh, and the family feels I should stop it because it gets me into trouble. Uh, I say things and maybe people don't understand it or they give me more importance uh, than to think that I'm flippant. I should not be flippant. I should be more serious. I should just, uh, and I feel, no, I've never been like that and I just want to have fun and say things, uh, uh, you know, which are easygoing. But many a times it's not taken like this and then everything is scrutinized. Interesting that you should uh, bring that up, actually, because one of the things that um, got you a lot of headlines recently was, um, as a Muslim, you said that it was a shame that the IPL hadn't picked up any Pakistani players for this season, and uh, you own an IPL team, the Kolkata Knight Riders. Your comments caused this absolute firestorm, particularly with Hindu nationalists. Did you anticipate the furor that those words would cause? You know, I did say in the interview, I hope I don't get into trouble for saying this uh, before I said that, you know, and, uh, but I didn't think it would go to this extent. It became strange. There were strange things being said. And I'm like, listen, the bottom line, at least in my country, is there is a certain amount of freedom of speech and which we also restrain and do. We are not completely outspoken. We don't do strange things. 
or say at least I don't and most of the people I know don't. So, you know, there's freedom of speech. This is my point of view. They were burning effigies of you in the streets, some people. I mean, people going absolutely nuts about this. I saw this. one guy, he, was, he had a slipper in his hand. He was uh, hitting my uh, poster with me. I want to find him. I, I want to meet up with him. He's <laughs> tied <laughs> <laughs> with me when I'm standing in front, not on a piece of paper. <laughs> Well, the, the main Hindu Nationalist Party, the Shiv Sena, um, obviously took what you had to say extremely badly. They were the ones who were um, mostly campaigning against you during this time, and they also threatened to disrupt the premiere of your, at the time, latest movie, My Name is Khan. Were you worried at all for the safety of yourself and your family and your fans? I'll be honest, I know uh, Balasab Thakre very well. Uh, he's always been very gracious to me. I know uh, Mr. Udav Thakre, Udavji. Uh, he's been very helpful. And I know them very well. Uh, we've never had, uh, I've said this many times now. The top level of the shift center. Yeah, I mean, I, I, they meet me, I go over to their house. Uh, they're really gracious and wonderful with me. And uh, I, we've never had ideological discussions. You know, maybe they have a different ideology for the party they run. Um, but I'm not a political person, so we've never sat down and, you know, so why is it like that? We've never had this discussion. If there was genuinely a misunderstanding about what I said, which is quite possible, pick up the phone and, you know, I'd explain it. And... It would have been, oh, okay. Oh, that's what you meant. Sorry, it's all right. We thought you meant this. You didn't mean that. No. That's the way it should have been. But I think it just became bigger than uh, the personal relationship we shared. Your team, the Kolkata Knight Riders, hasn't had a terribly successful track record over the last couple of years. What do you think the prospects are for the team to do better this time around? See, the thing that I say, you've been very kind when you say that they haven't been doing terribly well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm They've diplomatic done, like okay, that. Okay, thank you. <laughs> See, first thing, I'll tell you, I'll be a little philosophical about this. The first thing is that I have to accept, and the team has to accept. The truth is, we haven't done well at all. We've accepted that. The second part is it's very easy to do better. When you're in the eighth position and there are only eight teams, you can't go worse than this. <laughs> so we are going to do better. So I think what we try to do is get the Indian part of the team stronger. I think the senior guys like uh, Ishant and Ganguly, they just need to get into the groove. And uh, I think the main thing that Dav Watmore, the coach, and Dada have brought in this time is the fact that we are training the young guys to just enjoy themselves. See, 2020 needs to be enjoyed. You know, when you see a Matthew Hayden play, he's enjoying himself. You know, I, 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 I sense that, that you have to enjoy it. You just can't have the test match pressure on your head or even the one-day pressure on your head. You need to go and enjoy yourself, have a good time. Uh, so when the team was leaving, somebody turned around, one of the managers, and said, you know, we, just, we, we have to win only seven or eight, and even if we lose five, I said, we can't lose anymore. We've lost too many. We've lost for the next four years. <laughs> so let's just go and win. So I think, I think we'll do better. I think we will do much better this year. My name is Khan and I'm not a terrorist.
Let's discuss movies now, and specifically, My Name is Khan, um, in which you play an autistic Muslim man in the US post 9-11. Um, the film's done great, and particularly well in um, Islamic countries. Is that what your intention was? Were you trying to appeal to a Muslim audience? You know, uh, I guess uh, the fact that you choose, now that you say it, you said it so well, and I said it, what a convoluted plot. An autistic Muslim man uh, in America post 9-11. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> when, when, when you put it so simply, it sounds so complicated. Uh, uh, see, I, I, no. I've never, I, you know, you make a film, uh, normally for a universal set of people, the kind of films that I do especially, I would like everyone to see them. Within those films, I'll always try and put in a little bit of difference so that it appeals, maybe, like if you, if you do about hockey, the hockey guys or girls will like it more. Uh, you know, you do it about, say, uh, I don't know, I mean, I've done a bad guy also recently. So when you do that, you think, okay, the youngsters like all this bad stuff, cool stuff, so they like it, you know. But the intention was never like that. Though I do remember our wonderful distributors, Fox, they started saying that, you know, we're going to release it like this in UAE, and we're going to do this film in Morocco like this, and, and Indonesia, and Malaysia. So I'm like, yeah, but why are they saying so specifically? Maybe they understood this part uh, much better than we did. Uh, because, yes, it's record-breaking in the Muslim countries. I never thought it would be uh, like that. I, I really believe the film is about humanity. Because this was the latest collaboration between you and director Karan Johar. Uh, I mean, you've worked together in countless movies, um, but you're also best mates away from the set. What is it... Do, do you think? I mean, is it some sort of magic formula that, that you have that seems to help you to work together so well? I think the first thing is it's trust that, you know, I don't get into the, like if he's got a subject, when, when, you know, I gave him a book called The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Night. I think it's written by a gentleman called Haddon. Uh, and uh, I said, you know, you should make a film with a little kid and, uh, who's autistic and a story of a father and a son. Obviously, assuming if he took me as a father and then, you know, a little, little child who's autistic. And then he comes up with a script where I'm autistic. And, uh, you know, which <laughs> has got this whole plot. So I'm like, you know, this is a little strange because when you make a film with me, uh, as far as current me concerned, we normally make uh, a little more uh, commercially viable films. So he says, no, this is what I want to do. So I trust him. I trust him completely. Would you come with me, sir? One of the things that um, got a lot of publicity for the movie um, was when uh, you were detained by U.S. immigration, which in a way mirrors a scene in My Name is Khan where you say, my name is Khan and I'm not a terrorist. I mean, to have it play out like that in real life, there was a lot of press on it. What was it like from your standpoint? It, it happens to me every month uh, whenever I'm traveling to uh, the Western world because of the name. But it's not only me. There are another 75 people in that line. It happens to my kids. And I say this again and again. I have no issue. Uh, I have no issue with it personally because this is the world we've created. This is how it is. I think what happened that evening or that day afternoon was that it just take a took a little longer. This was at the immigration for the first time. Normally it happens at the security. I think the processes just went wrong. And it took a couple of hours. I had to call the Indian consulate because I had a meeting at Atlantic City. And you know, if, if I'd taken another one hour here, I would, there was no point in me going all the way to America. So I'm like, you know, can you get me out of here? And I think it just went out to the press. And I think uh, we have reached a stage in India, and I think rightly so. Uh, you know, when a, when a developing nation is on the threshold of uh, uh, coming out 
and uh, inshallah taking over the whole world in terms of economics in terms of uh, politics in terms of business i think uh, suddenly we have a voice you know we've been pushed we've been pushed uh, all developing nations i'm not just saying it's india and suddenly we have a voice uh, in the world which matters and sometimes uh, that voice is a little louder than it should be so whenever anything goes wrong with indians anywhere in the world you notice all indians just get up so no 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 not only outside it happened with me when the shifts and nothing happened all the indians came they said no this is wrong i'm i'm really glad we have a voice like that and that's what happened that they stopped shadow how dare they you know and i was i was joking about it till about half a day actually i i even joked that you know whenever the american hollywood actresses come i should be given a right to frisk them in india you know i want <laughs> I, i i i want to be the first guy because it's only fair this. it's only fair and you did say that you wanted um my name is khan to be a big global hit like slum dog millionaire you could have been in slum dog millionaire you got offered the role of the quiz show host but you turned it down and anil kapoor got it Do you beat yourself up about that decision? No, no, no. I really wanted that film to be made. I'd read the Indian novel by Vikas Saroop. I I'd bought it. I wanted to make it myself, uh, but an Indian film. I when I read the script, I knew they'd made a much better film than I could ever. Why didn't you want a part of that fantastic film then? One I'm not offered very many great films, uh, honestly. I I don't know. I don't have an agent and stuff in the West. Also, I'd hosted uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Here the host was a bit of a fixer. So it could be B Vicky Ponting. Odi Jacobs Final answer D I I only fixed uh, who wants to be millionaire in a way that I felt bad for the people and I'm like listen why don't you retire now don't 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 go this <laughs> like a difficult question so I would like you know you got a half a million dollar go back relax don't and then the idiot would say no we want to play and I'm like can we go for a break Uh, you know, and I used to feel really bad, and I'm not allowed to say anything to them. But I know this question is a little difficult, young man or woman. So um, I, I just felt that I had so much fun doing it personally. I didn't want to be on the side where, you know, I take the guy into the loo and say, "No, I can fix this for you." I, I don't want to be the bad guy <laughs> because I wouldn't do it like that. days before you hit the big time although you were born here in India your ancestral home is Peshawar Pakistan and both of your parents died before um you had your first movie how do you think that they would view the career path and the life path that you've taken yeah i, I don't know my mom would say that i look too thin in my films that's <laughs> <laughs> such a mummy thing to say. to say yeah you know you need to eat a little more and uh, Uh, and I don't know my dad would may have made me do some uh, a more serious cinema uh, but I truly believe that uh, you know one of the reasons I want to be a big star and I love being a big star and uh, the reason I like being a star is because I think stars uh, get noticed you know stars are big uh, every everyone follows them and I want to get so big that one day my parents from heaven can see my films they're like oh we can see his films have got bigger than 70 mm they're bigger than 3d avatar so I'm like you know they can at least know that I did this because I think heaven is a little far away and uh but i guess you know you've got to lose some and uh i also feel that maybe 
Allah has given me so much because He's taken so much away from me. So I, you know, it's how it kind of gets balanced. Uh, but I'm happy now the kids are there. I sort of believe that that love needed to be transferred somewhere from me and it is transferred to my son and daughter now. That's a gorgeous way of looking at it, I have to say. You didn't come from a filmmaking family. So when you moved to Mumbai in 1991, was it difficult to break into this industry? Because, you know, in India, it's notoriously nepotistic. You know, I came here and everybody was so nice. They would call me to their houses, you know, they'd give me the best roles and they'd give me good food. And, uh, you know, all of them would tell me that I don't look like a hero, but they really like me. So I was, I was really, really, really welcomed beautifully by the people here. I, I heard stories, you know, I, I'm writing a book and I don't have any chapters where I've struggled. So, you know, when my friends used to say, but what kind of an autobiography is this? There's no sad and bad times. I'm like, but I didn't have sad and bad times in Mumbai. <laughs> I think I, I just had such a great time. I came here and I started working. I mean, I didn't have to eat cockroaches on the roads to become a film star. <laughs> in 1995 came Dilwale... How am I going to say this? I'm just not going to get it right, am I? I'll do it with you. Say, right. Dilwale, Dilwale Dulhania, Le Jayenge. Yes! <laughs> that movie played in theatres for 12 years straight and it remains one of India's biggest ever blockbusters. To what extent do you think that your role in that helped cement your career? I think the most, because I, I did all bad guys before that. And then my friend Adi, he was the assistant director for the bad guy films. And suddenly he said, you know, I want to make a film. So I thought the film that he's going to write, write, this is now 15 years ago, actually, more than 12. Yeah, it's 15 years, I think. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, today was, day before yesterday was 750 weeks. It was in the newspaper, so I saw it. So it's 14 and a half years. That means it's 15 years ago. I thought, here is my friend who's done this, who was the assistant director for playing, making me play bad. And now he's going to do this really macho cool film and I'm going to become Sylvester Stallone. And I will do this really cool film where I'll say, if you are the disease, I'm the cure. I'll be this <laughs> tough guy. And he came to me and he said, can I come and narrate? And he's a very intense guy. I've done three films with him. And he says, uh, and he's a close friend. He says, can I narrate? And I say, yeah. And he said, not unlike you, Dilwale Dulhaniya Le Jayenge. And I'm like, is that a fighting film? He says, no. It's a love story. And it was the most mushy, beautiful, sweet, funny <laughs> love story. And I'm like, you can't do this to me. You know, I, I've depended on you to become Sylvester Stallone. You cannot let me down. So Dilwale Dulania has actually turned me overnight from being one of the most macho stars to being a romantic, <laughs> sweet, uh, lovable kind of guy. And I've never been able to overcome that. It has been the biggest uh, hit of my career in a certain sense. And uh, I owe everything to it. But I also owe it the fact that I still haven't become a stud. You know, that's what I wanted to be. I wanted to be a big guy with muscles and fight and beat up people. <laughs> now, back in 1993, when you did Maya Mansab, that was the last time that you agreed to kiss an actress on the lips, on screen. What happened? Bad experience? You know, I'm basically very shy. And uh, I... Uh, I have to really prepare myself to go and let myself go on a set. There are certain things I started, I tried them and then I started feeling very awkward doing them. Uh, like laughing on screen. I, I find it extremely odd to laugh on screen. I find it extremely odd to use bad language. So I don't do a film like that. I mean, as stupid as it may sound, like, you know, directors tell me, but you know, you say that in real life. I say, yeah, but I don't know. I, I just am not able to expose myself uh, to this extent. Uh, and kissing and lovemaking is the other thing. 
because I just find it odd, you know, you're on top of a girl and there are hundred people, okay, cut, and you're, you're like, okay, and you know, you're living around. <laughs> I, I don't know what to do. I, I just find it very, uh, and I have, I'm shy of women. I have, I have this uh, thing. So for me, it takes a lot to even do the romance part of it or, you know, the flirting part of it. I'm, I'm warm with women, but I, the things that you do in a movie as an actor, at least, say, 10 years ago, what I was doing, it takes a lot for me to do. It's kind of hard to imagine somebody that's as shy as you say you are, being, you know, plastered all over every advert, every yeah. billboard. Oh, my God, you know, every magazine has your picture on it. And they're not some days where you just wake up, and as much as you love the celebrity side of it, that you just go, oh, I just want to be anonymous today. No, I don't want to be anonymous. But the not shy even part... for five minutes? No, I, I don't want to be anonymous. I'm very honest about that. I, I love being recognized. I love people liking me. I love the fact that people scream when I go out. I think I miss all that when it's taken away. And I don't even think about it. I think that's why I work harder every year and every day and every month and every moment. That listen, just, you know, I'm not standing and counting the people outside my house, but I don't want them to listen. No, people are always trying to get to know the real SRK and there are you know God knows how many books and documentaries about you that claim to have finally got it yeah. the true you have any of them ever actually managed it do people know the real Shah Rukh Khan I think I'm strangely happiest in front of a camera maybe the me is the one who doesn't come in front of the camera and uh, I discovered this about 15 years ago that if I tell everyone everything about me they'll actually stop asking me anything that is really important. You know, they'll think, oh, we know him so well. Oh, we know what he eats. We know how he sleeps. We know how he does this. People now even know how I bathe. So it's okay. Everybody knows everything. So they don't ask me the things which really matter. Uh, and to be really honest, uh, there is a part of me which I don't want anyone to know. I can never be me in front of a camera. And because I can't be me, then you won't know me as long as the camera's on. It's that simple as that. I think. I suppose we better turn the cameras off then. Yeah, and then nobody will know. I've had a tremendous time. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you so this has much. been great. Oh, Thank you. Wonderful to see you.